Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for episode two of Living the Guide Life, and today we have Kelly and Elliot with us from the Dakota Boys, if you check out their Instagram, and straight out of South Dakota, and they're going to give us a rundown on predator hunting today. It's going to be pretty fun to listen to them and tell their story about traveling the country looking for coyotes, bobcats, foxes, and etc. So can't wait for you guys to listen to this one hope you get a few laughs because it's it's a long one and it, it'll be fun so enjoy welcome everyone this is living the guide life with chance pratt and we are here to take here today with kelly o'brien from south dakota and He's going to talk about what it takes to be a predator hunter out in Montana and South Dakota. So let's let her rip. What's up, Kelly? Hey, Chance. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Just chilling in uh, Minnesota right now, hanging out. How about it's cold up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's getting warmer, but it's it'll be nice here getting to... Uh, turkey hunting in about two weeks i'm actually heading up to north dakota i want to say next oh, yeah, week yeah dude north dakota there's some killer toms up there yeah uh, actually i got a good buddy that lives up there and he's big big turkey hunter too yeah yeah dude north dakota's fun gonna do gonna do some snow goose hunting and then try to get into a little turkey hunting as well once it gets going and then yeah it'll be fun do you uh oh, yeah. Do you guys do much turkey hunting around there? We do. We do. Uh, we, I got all the setup for it anyway. I, I got the box blind, and then I got my decoys. And I used to be real big into it when I was uh, in high school still. Okay. And um, I would do it all the time. I tried to film my hunts anyway. Cause, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we would do it every now and then. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, now it's tough because uh, my job, uh, my summer job, doesn't let me allow me to have all that free time I, yeah i uh, spread fertilizer during the summer so we're pretty busy oh i can imagine spring. Yep. yeah so give us a little background about yourself like all right dude like i so pretty much born and raised in a small town Clone, south dakota actually and okay. um got into uh hunting when i was real young and i was big big like rabbit hunter you know when you're young shooting little 22s and then i eventually grew into bow hunting started bow hunting deer and i was just avid about it like yeah. i was getting in trouble for like not helping around home and working <laughs> and i would just be out hunting all the time i mean not really causing so much trouble but yeah just a big avid hunter and got got into bow hunting deer hard and then uh next thing you know i was uh watching facebook one time and i seen this coyote hunting video and i was like that's so cool i'm gonna get into that you know at this point i was probably 16 17 okay. yeah and uh started uh trying to call coyotes and wasn't having any luck i, I would i uh, had these mouth calls and i probably made 40 sets before i ever seen a coyote <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it was probably two weeks of just grinding yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so nothing happened and uh 
Next thing you know, Christmas, my parents bought me this Fox Pro, this little Fox Pro. Yeah. And I decided to go out and try it. And one day I called in a coyote and I shot him. And just like walking up to that coyote and the adrenaline I got from it, I will never, ever like feel that again. Like my legs were just numb. <laughs> and after that, I was hooked. And yeah. then I got into coyote calling. And then uh, my senior year, I decided to make a video of my because i had to do this big like senior project okay yeah yeah and uh i made this video of my coyote hunts and i edited it and i was really into it and i posted on facebook and next thing you know it just blew up i mean for me like little high schooler kelly just made this video yeah i got like like 3,000 views when I was expecting to have like 40 and I was just, it was so cool to me. Yeah. And I was like, that's what I want to do. You know, I might, I might not be the best coyote caller or whatever, but I have fun doing it. And so I decided I'm going to make a run at making videos for myself and making a name for the Dakota boys. So I started up a couple guys and I, we started up a coyote hunting video and yeah, started making videos and filming our coyote hunts and trying to give people advice about what they do or where they're at and questions like that. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that was a really long rundown of me. I love it. Yeah. Cause that's, <laughs> that's how we started talking. Like I messaged you about, I wanted to shoot a little more, try to shoot more coyotes. And so I started talking to you more about that and then just things kept rolling. Now we're doing this. So yeah, no, dude, I love your Instagram page. You're really good with the camera and, and you really seem like you're a real avid hunter. So I would love to help you out anytime. Yeah, dude, it's, it's fun. Hunting's the best thing to stay out of trouble and just go have exactly. fun. And like, it's just exactly. a blast. But yeah, so out in South Dakota, what part of this state do you guys coyote hunt? Oh, uh, we, we're kind of, so I'm based out of like winter South Dakota. So it's like the South central part of, of the state. And uh, so we're, we're about 30 miles from the like Nebraska border. Okay. And um, so we're kind of the Southern part, you know, we, we got where our landscape is more of um, like rivers, I would say, like yeah. creeks, I would say more creeks and then a lot of farmland which makes tough coyote calling. Yeah. But then you also got buttes and, and rolling hills and prairie. So we kind of got a, a wide variety of landscape down here. Yeah, that's that's sweet. And then you said you do a little out in Montana, haven't you? Yes, yes. Actually, um, the coolest part about this whole Dakota Boys thing is that I've been able to travel and get to go to different states and hunt different coyotes and see how they react to different sounds. And that... Um, Montana, yeah, we just barely cross over to the South Dakota border into the pines and yeah. a lot of bobcats and just cool things, like cool scenery. Uh, mount, or uh, seen a mountain lion one time. Oh wow! And then a um, bunch of elk. But yeah. the cool part about all of it is, is like I've been up in Elko, Nevada, um, down to Victoria, Texas, up to Canada and, and just Wyoming and Montana. I mean, it's so cool. That's, it's so cool to just see coyotes react differently in different parts of the world yeah. and how they behave. And it's so cool. I mean, it's just gathering it all up and learning every single day about how these coyotes react. That's awesome, dude. Like that's so cool to be able to travel like that and see all different movements and 
different landscapes like yes landscapes is so cool i mean yeah what would you say the like biggest thing is when you're traveling to different states like that you need to be dialed in for things that you need to be dialed in for in other states you know um probably would just be expect to have not like awesome days like you know yeah you know, I feel like a lot of it is just like learning. Like, like I, this is just my opinion. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but this is just mine. Yeah. It's just that like going to a new spot, you're like, oh yeah, you're going to bed at night right before you're going out. And you're like, oh yeah, we're going to kill like 10 coyotes tomorrow. Yeah. And then you get out there and you know, you're going to have some dry stands and then you're going to learn, oh, the coyotes came from this spot and not this spot. So next time we need to set up at this spot and you know yeah and a lot of a lot of that's even kyle hunting in general is just like learning where you think they're going to come from where the wind is and everything like that yeah but yeah that's i would just not expect i would say make it more of a, a learning thing if, and if you already know where they're going to come from um i would say best thing about going to another state is howls okay um location if you have the opportunity to go out the night before and just do location howls yeah oh yeah they're they're over in that draw or or they're a mile that way and then you find them and then the next morning you go out and call those spots okay yeah that's a that's neat i've never i've never heard about that um so do you (laughs) just like set a call out with a howl on it and yeah that's kind of the deal yeah it, it, it all depends like you know if you got your electronic calls um there's all kinds of different howls and, and like i'm pretty sure like even on the pre-mouse calls they're even called like location howls okay and you go out there and play that or if you just are doing mouth calls you know yeah. go out there and rip a really long long like howl and just let it go and howl and pause for a second and keep howling they'll, they'll, they'll respond during the night so much better yeah during the day and because they're 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 just more active during the night yeah yeah so that's how you can like you know locate them what would you say your favorite way to call them like mouth calls electric calls like you know like when it's just me and a buddy um then and we we were just running two guns and we don't have a camera then then we'll uh we'll use mouth calls so then if we have a camera guy there and you know we're trying to film some stuff or i'm filming or whatever's going on yeah then then we'll we'll go to electronic call um just because it's i I don't know it's just more there's one less thing going on and you just put the button and it goes for you yeah but and also it depends on, you know, like how pressured your area is that you're hunting. If I'm in a pressured area place where I think coyotes have been called and they're a little bit educated, then then I will use my mouth call because they've probably heard that sound playing like three <laughs> days ago. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and they probably got shot at or missed or whatever happened, got winded. Yeah. And then they're educated and then they're really hard to call in. So then you can, with your mouth calls, you can be a little more uh, different, I would say and a little more softer sound and absolutely yeah that's my opinion on that yeah i love <laughs> it yeah and what's your favorite place that you've ever been to because i 
I can imagine Montana would, would be pretty badass. You know, you know, it, Montana was really cool, and it still is. We go there every year, once, twice a year. Got a good buddy, uh, Jason is his name. Uh, I have to give him a shout-out. Yeah. So Jason, uh, he's got some pretty cool stuff in Montana. Uh, you know, it's untouched, you know, this dumb, dumb coyote. <laughs> uh, but uh, my favorite place so far, honestly, was probably – Canada or Nevada. Okay. And it's tough. It's a tough pick. Canada is just because, you know, you're crossing the border. You're going to a cool new, like, I mean, Canada is just like the heart of coyote calling. Okay. And like, there's so many coyotes up there and they were, there, there was when we got up there. Um, that was, that was pretty cool. It was cold. It was (laughs) real cold, but Nevada was cool too. Because they have that Bureau Land of Management or whatever, BLM land. Yeah. And you can make set after set after set. And, like, you can get 20 sets in in a day. And oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could just park on the road drive, or you're on a path and you park walk out make a set drive down the road another mile make a set and then it was just it was so useful that you can make sets so close to each other compared to here in south dakota where everything is pretty well private land that you need permission for yeah are they willing to give permission on south dakota for coyotes or Uh, all the time every like every single person around here they they want their coyotes gone yeah the only way they'll say no is if they're already hunting them themselves or whatever but no coyotes around here they're a problem and that's why we need to take some out we're just trying to help those ranchers or save one of those fawns lives or you know i mean the pheasant population has kind of gone down down here so we're just trying to help them all out you know yeah absolutely our big big money thing for our area in south dakota for our small towns you know we look forward to see them those pheasant hunters and yeah and so you know we're just out here we do a lot of hunting on on pheasant lodges that that need coyotes killed because they're, they're eating their eggs or killing their chicks or eating their pheasants and yeah so we're just trying to do our part yeah absolutely i love it um yeah because that like you said it's pretty easy to get uh permission out there in minnesota it's it's super easy nobody nobody cares if you coyote hunt deer hunting's you a know, lot deer hunting's a lot know, different but i i'm so close to minnesota and i've never been coyote hunting in minnesota oh you dude. know we're gonna have to change that yeah you gotta come out i got some spots down uh down south near winona that the big river valleys and stuff like that oh yeah and i mean it's, yeah, i love river calling is my favorite like, I, I love calling on rivers yeah it's fun terrain to like go scout around and that's where i do my turkey hunting is down there and it's a blast yeah so so you got your turkey tag you're ready to you're ready to take down turkey this year this spring yeah well the convenient thing is minnesota changed their turkey like buying process so really from what it was last year you put in for like a lottery and they pick you for like one week that you get to shoot your turkey what? yeah no. yeah and for shot <laughs> and that's for shotgun and then wow. if you want to bow hunt you can bow that's hunt them it. all I, season let's say are you are you a bow hunter yeah you I, bow hunt? I do some bow hunting i haven't shot one i've 
I missed last year once with my bow. I'm not gonna lie. It was a pretty <laughs> it was a pretty tough bounce, but I mean this year it's nice because I'll be able to buy a turkey tag for shotgun whatever week I want. Okay. And I can just buy it right over the counter. And then if I'm seeing turkeys out there, I just go buy the tag and I'll be able to call them in the next morning and hopefully hopefully shoot one. Because now with the new law, like I probably won't bow hunt. I'll probably just shotgun because I never yeah, wanted no. I never Agreed. wanted to deal with the lottery deal with my shotgun hunting because I'm like, yeah, I'll just bow hunt. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And so, I yeah. Agree. I agree. Yep. I, I would do the same. I would do the same, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, now it's super convenient because I can just go out there and grab a turkey tag and not have to worry then, about a thing. Yep. But, yeah, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be fun. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe try to shoot a coyote while I'm out there as well. Yeah, there you go. Do, do some lip squeaking if you see one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've seen them ripping around every once in a while, but they're a little too far out of shotgun range. Ah, uh, yeah, it's not ideal. But what would so do you guys only hunt coyotes, or do you shoot like foxes and stuff like that too? Um, yes, bobcats. Um, here in South Dakota, you know, I I, I think I've I've gone, I think one here in South Dakota, but I think I'm shot only like five bobcats. Okay. You know, I shot one in Texas, and yeah. and I mean, gotten five so far, and uh, yeah, Bobcats got like that'd be super cool to shoot a Bobcat. Seven or eight fox, you know, red fox. Yeah. Red foxes are so hard to find down here because the coyotes run off those fox, and we got more coyotes than we do fox. So okay. when we shoot a fox down here, it's, it's pretty rare to call one in anyway. Yeah. You know, you might shoot one, seeing one out in the hay yard or whatever. But yeah. uh, no, we, we don't really have too many other really predators. I mean, I've called in a couple badgers. Um, oh, wow. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah. A lot of dumb mule deer, you know, <laughs> mule deer is so curious. They'll just come hopping right up to yeah. you about 50 yards. Jeez. But yeah, no, other than that, it's about it for our area anyway. Yeah. Do they get, do the yotes get mangy out there? Oh yeah. We got, we got a mange problem. Um, it depends on where you're at too, you know? Yeah. Uh, South of my hometown here, you might shoot 30% of them that you shoot down there. They might be mangy. Okay. And if you go over west, and every single one of them will be perfectly fine. And then you yeah. go over east, and it might be 25% mangy. And then you might go north or the other direction, I didn't say. And it could be like 80% mangy. Yeah. And it just kind of depends, you know. You hate to see it, but at the same time, you know, they're still killing coyotes and and the mange is still killing coyotes but yeah oh i hear you what would you say the most beautiful coyote you've shot like what state do they get the best (laughs) oh you know canada 100 percent canada and it's oh there's coyotes those coyotes up there just uh, uh, like a a 20 pound coyote would look like he weighed 40 pounds because his fur was just so puffed up i mean it's so cold up there yeah, they don't really get too much of that summer, summer like uh, shed. Yeah, but, and then also Montana coyotes. Those coyotes are 
pretty nice up there. They're kind of more of a, I don't know. They, to me in Montana, their coyotes are not as like long legged. They're more of a short stubby brick. Yeah. I, I shot a pretty big um, alpha male up there this year in a 45 minute like howling challenge. <laughs> and he was like the most beautiful coyote I think he shot this year. That's awesome. And, um, then we got nice coyotes down here in South Dakota. I, one time I shot a 55 pound. Uh, yeah, he was huge. <laughs> I, I, I'll have to post a picture on our Instagram page. Cause yeah. I mean, I wasn't bending my elbows at all. And he stood from like the mid of my head to the bottom or to the ground. Oh my God. Yeah. He, he's huge. And I shot that here in South Dakota. Actually, when I was in high school, I got done with basketball practice and, and I still had about half hour of daylight. So I ran outside town and made a set yeah. and I killed a killed a triple <laughs> called in a quad killed a triple and that big one is the last one i shot at the set <laughs> and he was and he was like 300 yards away just running and i don't know how i managed but <laughs> i got him <laughs> that's awesome dude that's so great so, um, yeah it's good 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 time anyway yeah so do you call in like more than one coyote a lot like yes like is that a it's a, it's a it's a very normal thing and a lot of it just depends on the time of year you're hunting okay you know you hunt later in the season a lot of them will be paired up you're going to call in more doubles triples in your quads and everything yeah um but no you call in a lot of singles a lot of doubles i mean majority we probably call in our doubles you know you have your your typical male and female together yeah but um this year, actually, we got something pretty cool on film that Elliot and I actually filmed. Okay. Uh, we called in this, like, really big six-pack. Like, they were just all Jeez. looked like sheep. They looked like sheep coming in, <laughs> running through, like, two-foot snow. Elliot and I, like, hiked in, like, like three-quarters of a mile, I'd say. Yeah. And we called in this six-pack, and it was, it was so cool to watch that. And I guarantee you, uh, if... You ever ask Elliot like what his favorite set was? He said that one. Yeah, and and it sucked because we only had one gun on the time. It was I was behind the gun. We uh, got two, by the yeah. way, two, two, <laughs> six. and um and uh, Elliot was filming it. Okay, but that was pretty cool. See, we called in six pack this year, but most time I'd say we call in doubles. Yeah, and and then a lot of singles. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. That'd be that'd be something cool to see. Six yeah, it pack. Was it, it was really cool, actually. Just yeah. charging through snow, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. What are the shots you guys take? Like, how far do you usually shoot? Like, so it depends if they're standing there broad. Are you talking about range or where your placement is? Like range, like how far? Like, are you shooting oh. like hundred <laughs> yards, two hundred yards? Yeah. See, now out here in South Dakota, it, it or the southern part, you know, it, it could be straight flat and you know you might be taking your coyotes at 200 to 250 yards because because they're smart down here and and they'll circle you downwind yeah and once they start circling you downwind you're you're only allowed like 250 yard shot but then you also have like your your 15 20 yard shots where they just are hard charging and yeah. they don't stop until you make them stop <laughs> and um <laughs> 
yeah so you know it just all depends but i'd say out here in south dakota we probably have to take longer shots than anyone else probably i would think anyway yeah yeah. I mean, it's just so, it's just so, well, North Dakota too, you know, just kind of like wherever it's flat where they have area to see you and still be able to circle your wind. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. What, what would be your favorite gun to shoot dogs with? Okay. So I've been shooting a 22 to 50, uh, with like a 50 grain through it, okay. a Hornady V Max. And that's what I've been shooting for probably the last five years oh and wow to me it is like my favorite caliber you know you can still cut that wind like here in south dakota it's always windy yeah so i mean it cuts the wind real well and you can shoot it long range and then still not mess up the coyotes too bad yeah. i'm not gonna say too bad but all these guys are using like six five creedmoors and 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 they're just to me anyway they might be blowing them up they might not be but I shot six five for a while. I thought I was blowing up my coyotes too much. And then if you were to shoot a smaller caliber, two twenty three would be good for like okay. you're like close range, like Nevada. You you're in the you're in the sagebrush and everything's tight. Like you're gonna shoot your coyotes within hundred and fifty yards. Two twenty three, I one hundred percent. Yeah. Um but then there's all these extra like different calibers that are now coming out with like the six mm Creedmoors, um, the twenty two Nosler's and stuff like that. You know, I'm I'd be interested in twenty two Nosler. I'm thinking about getting a twenty two Nosler right now. Yeah. But but mostly twenty two fifty. That's what I shoot. That's what pretty much all my friends shoot. And they shoot six five Creedmoors too. But yeah, those are mostly them. Twenty two fifty. Yeah. Fair enough. Like I've, that's what I've heard of the best predator hunting guns. Yeah, and it's just a, it's an all around good gun. If you want to go out and shoot prairie dogs, you use that. If you want, yeah. yeah. I mean, shooting prairie dogs during the summer and shooting cows during the winter. <laughs> yeah, prairie dogs would be a fun little thing to get into. Oh yeah, we got plenty of those around here. Actually, I love calling coyotes off prairie dog towns. Yeah, they're always on prairie dog towns, especially on a sunny day. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. My buddy was out in South Dakota shooting prairie dogs last summer, and he said it was a blast. I've always wanted to go out there and try it. Uh, well, you'll have to come down here. We'll we'll, talk, we'll set that up later. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, come, you come down here, and we'll and I'll, we'll go out prairie dog hunting. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was bringing a ton of rounds out there and just letting them rip, and he said it was a blast. Yeah. You. you don't be afraid to have too many shells. Yeah. Because <laughs> we got a lot of prairie dogs. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, back to uh back to the bobcat. Um, because I thought that was that'd be so cool to shoot a bobcat. So where did you say you shot those again? Out in Um uh, we shot one on the White River. Uh it runs uh South or north of winter here, about 30 okay. miles is the White River. Everybody's probably heard of it. Yeah. And uh, actually, th- there's a pretty cool story I want to tell you about Bobcat here in a second. Yeah. But um, yeah, we called it. We called it in, and we had no idea where it was. Like we'd never seen it, and we were probably 25 minutes into the set trying to call in a coyote. Nothing came in. And then we stood up and there was a bobcat standing like 20, or it wasn't 20, it was probably about 45, 50 yards away. Okay. 
and we never seen it. It snuck up on us and we hadn't. And then, yeah, my buddy, uh, we shot it and yeah, that was pretty cool. It was a big Tom. It was about, it was like a 30, 36 pound Tom and old and yeah, Jeez. it was pretty cool. That was the first Bobcat ever. That'd be rowdy. But, but here's, here's a actually really cool story. So it's kind of, it's, it's a good one. So yeah, we were, uh, we were heading out coyote hunting one morning and we were going to film, but one of our, our other, our film guy that was going to film for us, he didn't wake up. His alarm clock didn't go off. So first set in the morning, we're like, all right, I guess we're going to film today. We'll just hunt two hunters yeah. with guns. So I have, it's me and Nolan Fortuna and he is heading out to go set out the call. And I accidentally click on the rabbit distress accidentally on my call went yeah. off for like two seconds. Hurry up, turned it off. Nolan <laughs> came and sat next to me. And, uh, next thing you know, there's two coyotes coming across the river at us and we're like, Oh, coyotes come, come on. So we get set up, start calling and two more coyotes show up like 60 yards in front of us. So we three, two, one them, yeah. shoot both of them. And then the other two that were coming across the river, we were sh- unloaded our guns at those ones. And we got one. Okay. So we got a triple down. Yeah. Just shot 10 coyotes or just <laughs> shot those coyotes. And, uh, next thing you know, we're out of shells and no one walks back to go get the, I mean, we're only five minutes into the set, so yeah. Nolan walks back to grab more shells, brings me shells, and I thought I'd seen a squirrel, a squirrel run yeah. across the river. <laughs> Turns out it was a bobcat, <laughs> and I finally got uh, glasses on it, and and next thing you know, Nolan comes back and like, sit down, there's a bobcat. We keep calling, and this coyote, or this uh, bobcat just comes down the riverbank, crosses the river, comes right at us after we just shot Jeez. 10 times, shot three coyotes, <laughs> and then called in a bobcat to 80 yards for us to not get a shot off. Dang. Yep. Dang. It was rough, but called in four coyotes and a bobcat on one set. I'll yeah. take that. Oh, 100%. We got three of the coyotes. <laughs> You know, and we were supposed to have a guy video in that day, and which would have been awesome video. Yeah. But his alarm clock didn't go off, so we didn't get any video of it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's how it always goes, though. <laughs> like, you always are supposed to have the video guy there, and then it turns out to be a banger day, and then you're like, yeah, ah. for sure, like, for sure. I hate when that happens, but yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun to do something like that because I've. When I coyote hunt, I maybe shoot one a time. Like, I'll just go out for, like, the day and just kind of walk around, try to do a couple calls and try to shoot one. But that'd be pretty neat to go out there and shoot three in one yeah. set. Like, yeah, yeah, no. It, the worst part about it is to drag back because you're hauling all those coyotes and yeah. equipment and guns. and Yeah. Yeah, what would you say uh, your biggest – um, what do you say the most important like pieces to coyote hunting when you guys are out there? Wind. Yeah, uh, I would say wind because coyotes, if they're gonna come into a call, they're they're gonna they have three senses. You know, they got the hearing, seeing, and smelling. Well, smelling for coyote is a huge one. Okay. 
um they'll, they'll definitely if they're educated or even if they aren't they'll still downwind you and yeah. they can pick you out from a very far distance you'd, you'd be surprised on how good their noses are so you definitely have to fool that you always want the wind to your face and less another thing i don't recommend it but we do it a lot because the situation you have to yeah we'll put the wind to our backs and we'll sit up really high on a knob and we expect for our, our it's worked our wind to blow over top of the coyotes as they're coming in okay and which I don't recommend doing that, but we have to do it sometimes because that's the only way we can make the set. Yeah. But no, I would say wind. Wind is another one. And then I would say when you're starting out calling right away, don't always have your, like if you don't have a lot of wind and you're kind of in a draw, don't have your volume high, you know? Yeah. Now it's going to hear so well. I mean, one time we walked out to this field and there's a coyote standing out in the field and he's probably four or 50, 500 yards away. And one of my buddies was just telling me, dude, just turn on the rabbit distress real soft, real soft. And I said, no, watch this. And I would lip squeak. And he was probably 500, 400 yards away, like I said. And he yeah. heard that his ears poked up and he literally came in on a string and we <laughs> shot him, kept calling and called in another coyote. It's just, they have good ears. So there's no point in you blowing up the whole entire draw with a loud sound that's going to spook them. Yeah. So it always can work your, your volume into a set. Oh, absolutely. And now I noticed you started taking some guys up that haven't done coyote hunting before that much. Um, yeah. <laughs> what would you say about that? Uh, you know, so Elliot, Elliot Rungan, he uh, just started hunting with me this year. Um, he's one of my really, really good friends. Um, I actually work for him, but he's a, a really uh, avid hunter. He's been bow hunting his whole life, and um, he, he shoots pretty big deer. And and I think last year, I you, you know what? He's upstairs right now. I should just go get him. Absolutely. <laughs> I should. Hey, Elliot. Uh, Come here. Come here. Yeah, no, so Elliot, I'll give you a quick description, Bob, before he gets down here. He's probably the nicest guy you'll ever meet. And yeah. just the always he's just a go-getter kind of guy. He'll always he'll always be the first one up in the morning and damper, ready to go. But actually, here's Elliot, everybody. Hey, what's up? What's up, Elliot? How we doing? <laughs> Good man, how you doing? Just living the dream every day. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. So we were just talking about how you just started coyote hunting a little bit, and what's that all about? Like, what have you learned? Well, I met this guy named Kelly, <laughs> and uh, well, actually, Kelly, actually, well, in our day jobs, he actually works for me. Perfect. And got to know him after the last year, and found out he loves coyote hunting, and I was like, well. Heck, I don't really know much about it. Done it a few times just for, you know, fun or whatever. And it wasn't nothing serious. And then he took me out once and kind of showed me a whole different aspect of what it means to go yeah. hunting and how serious you can get at it and how much fun you can have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What would you say uh, your biggest, your favorite hunt? What would you say your favorite hunt would be with Kelly? Ooh, that's a tough one. 
<laughs> well, well, obviously Kelly and I talk about a lot of things and there's a lot of good <laughs> videos we made. Well, not a lot of good videos. We had a couple good ones this year that we're pretty we're stoked about. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm going to say there's two of them. Okay. So Kelly and I, uh, we work with farm, like my, my job involves me with growers around the area. And so does Kelly. Like he does a yeah. bunch yeah. of fertilizer. We, application, we know, but, we know a lot of people. So we, uh, <laughs> talked to this grower and there's some land we found, uh, using Onyx. That, that yeah. App is, Onyx, that app Onyx is, is a killer. Everybody, if you do not have Onyx, get it. Oh man. So yeah. you can get growers info. So we found this grower, went down there. It was a blind set, went out there after a snowstorm and called in six at once. And that was, I, I was telling them about that earlier. <laughs> yeah. You were behind the camera. I was behind the gun and I'm sitting there like, Holy crap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> things look like sheep coming in. Like, Did they not? They were huge. Like, they, they were, were very huge. big, mature coyotes. We got two out of it. Yeah. yeah. But then probably my second, probably my favorite set. It's probably most memorable. Cause that one was just like, Holy oh, crap. Dude. Oh, out in, out in, yeah. uh, Martin, the Martin area. Yeah. We went yeah. Martin. We're North of there a little ways. And we, had a day we shot eight that day Jeez. but the last set we made i bet we saw 12 different coyotes and they were just running all over the place and we had two commit shot two out of them but it was I it mean, was an, it was insanity the, the, like you didn't know where to look that second coyote came in probably like 40 miles per hour and on a string and it was probably at 10 yards barking at us and yeah. we couldn't see him he was, he was on, on a little bit of a lip go on youtube and go to part two of dakota boys dakota boys YouTube absolutely part two like yeah. the last the last part that of that last set like you hear him he was barking at the call he was so close so you yeah. hear him growling at it it was yeah. pretty cool that that's pretty awesome cool. that's so great yeah that's that'd be so sweet to like be able to do that because i need... was it was cool it was really cool it's a memorable memorable thing uh-huh. yeah what definitely would you... my top two for sure yeah what would you guys say like your best time to coyote hunt during the year is out in south dakota oh, depends i'd say two different times yep me too me yeah. too two, two different times i'd say it depends are you killing coyotes for the fur or are you killing coyotes for your entertainment that's e- what i was either say. or either or you let us know well you if you're killing to. for your entertainment like earlier the better like as soon as like cold snaps start hitting yeah like september october start going out there making sets you're gonna hit some a lot of dumb coyotes you're gonna start putting fur on the ground but if you want good fur probably beginning december you're they're gonna start putting some good winter coat on and you're gonna have good fur and actually like kyle furs right now are worth pretty good money yeah, they're good money this year and then yeah. i'd say the second go around when they're paired up in february when they start breeding yeah and then they they kind of reset their they're not they're not, they're not smart anymore yeah, they're, 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 they get they get the dumb streaks come coming they, they get they get horny that's what they do <laughs> yeah they, they do. those males get horny and they're they're um they get real feisty yeah. like they they have their territory I and mean, it's like bucks during rut i mean if yeah, you're yeah. A bull hunter, like i'm i love bull hunting you hit the rut and you don't know what to expect that day it's kind of the same thing with yeah. absolutely yeah, I very much agree very much agree but uh, yeah that's pretty much what i was going to say too is in october november like that's kind of like it's called the dispersal season okay so all, all these like parent pups or parent pups these parent coyotes are kicking out their pups yeah and they're they're learning how to defend for themselves too so they hear a dying rabbit they're like oh yeah they've never heard that sound before Easy meal. game Easy. time so that's game that's time. the time you're gonna put up your numbers per day for coyotes 
but your your uh yeah quality of fur comes in like december january february yep agreed yep and then you have that late season you call in more doubles because they're all paired up and they're more territorial is what we call them and then you start losing fur quality all that yep point. yep yep yeah. yeah so how much do you guys sell cows for out in south dakota you know, like we've been, 60. yeah, say, we know, I would say our average is probably $60 a cow, I would say, oh, wow. just okay. selling body. Yeah. Um, sold a couple cows this year, 100, 120, and then sold cows this year that the fire buyer won't even take. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it just it just depends, you know. I, I mean, if you get into a good group of cows in a good area, you know, there's no reason why you can't get eighty dollars a coyote right yeah you get into a good coyote at least pay some gas money right yeah i say pays for half of what we put into it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh absolutely yeah because i mean i think right now over in minnesota it's probably like 50 bucks a coyote i'd say I, i'd say yeah and it all depends because I, I like yeah. montana i'm pretty sure their prices are way up wyoming i'm assuming their prices are way up than ours and yours like yeah i mean it just depends what state and what area yeah, you are ten twenty dollars a piece yeah yeah years, they're paying outrageous yeah amount. it just it all depends where the market's at honestly yeah 100 area you know what we shoot is our 92 yeah i think we shot so we had a rough year this year we um between I don't know, work and just couldn't get out very yeah. much. We only we, we shot ninety two coyotes Jeez. this year. Ninety one and a fox. Oh, ninety one and shot a fox. Shot my first red fox this year. Yeah, yeah I cool. saw we talked about that. I we saw that, that video. You guys have that record, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah I was I, filming it. I remember we, seeing we that actually, on the photo boys. Yeah, we actually um had trail cam pictures of it and we're like, we're gonna kill this fox. <laughs> And so we went out there and like in the first three minutes of making the set next to those cameras, yeah. called them in and Ellie shot his first ever fox. That's so sweet. That was cool. That's so sweet. What? But, but last year, last year we shot like 178 coyotes. Jesus. Yeah. That's when, that's when we were able to go more. So we're kind of hoping that eventually next year, next year we're going to probably hit them hard. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm expecting 200 next year. I hope so. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm expecting a bunch of good videos. I got um, all my, I got all my bad habits out of the way. So yeah. <laughs> Elliot, we call Elliot 50, 50, <laughs> 50 percent of the time he hits it and 50% of the time he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Tell it. the world, Kelly. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm like to like a 55, 45 now, right? So like I'm getting, I'm getting it down there. Yeah, Start, Dude, starting to work worse. it back. Yeah, there's nothing worse than walking back from a set when Elliot missed it. Oh, I can I imagine. Kill him. Don't worry about I, I want to kill him, and I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast right now has been there before. If you haven't missed a coyote, then you you have not hunted enough. Yeah. Oh, You've well, been there. yeah. Big time. Yeah, no, if you I gotta I gotta swing out to South Dakota one of these times and start trying to shoot some coyotes with you guys because that sounds like a lot of fun. It's a really it's good time. It is a good time. Yeah. If you, you know, guys because I, I mean, lost their bedrooms, man. Hop yeah. on over. Yeah, absolutely. Ninety coyotes, that's a lot of coyotes during the year, I feel like for me, that'd be a lot. We but I mean for you guys serious. for you guys, I mean that's that's a low year, I guess. 
If you but guys are shooting 170. I, I was, yeah. We grinded. Yeah, we grinded for those 90. There, I've seen you know YouTube channels that say this is the grind. I'm like, no, no. Come to South Dakota where the coyotes are educated, but we still get her done. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, so many sets a day. It was ridiculous. Yeah, we made a lot of sets this year. How many days do you guys usually hunt out there? I bet we put in like over two months for sure. Well, like, like, I mean, we didn't hunt like every single day. No, but yeah, yeah I'm talking total days. Yeah, so. yeah. No. We, 60, yeah, we hunted, 70 days. Probably. And then that Montana trip, we did like four or five days in a yeah. row. And then I went to Canada. I went to Canada. Yeah. yeah. I've been in Canada for a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably, I mean, probably 70 to 80 days a year. Yeah. I'd say Try so. to dedicate it. I mean, I mean, we're not doing full days sometimes because like the, if it gets hot, you can't get anywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. sloppy. You hunt when it's frozen in the morning, hunt when it's frozen at night. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to tear up people's ground. You want to keep hunting it. And, you yeah. Know, things like that. Yeah. But, oh, absolutely. The thing we did do this year is we killed a lot of coyotes on pheasant strips, like helping out like lodges and like, you know, doing our part there. So we, we did do a lot of that this year. It's just like a lot of like dumb sets that we killed a lot of coyotes on. Yeah. Which do you is guys, good. Do you guys hunt a lot of pheasant lodges for coyotes? Is that kind oh, of, yeah. is that kind this of a big thing? Kind of, we targeted that a lot. It yeah. didn't really try to. It just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. Like where people, uh, we will have like lodges or landowners call us and like, we have too many coyotes. Can yeah. Kelly, can, can you guys come out here and like thin them out? And we'll literally go and look at a, a stand and it looks like there's not a coyote in within a square mile. Yeah. And we'll just sit down and call and we'll call one in. And it's just like, why would there be a coyote there? <laughs> and like they, they're feasting off pheasants. I mean, yeah, they, they are. Rap, like, like you've seen all sorts of tracks and signs. Yeah. And so we get a lot of landowners calling us, trying to get us to come shoot coyotes for them. And we do a pretty decent job at that. Yeah. We, I mean, we shot a we lot don't, of dogs. I think one thing we improved at this year, which will next year will be crazy is the amount of landowners we met. And almost oh land man. Access to this See, yeah, that's my opinion on calling new area too. It's like, you know, I was saying earlier about like, uh, you know, learning land. Yeah. We had a good learning year. Like we learned a lot of new land, a lot of new, like this is where we're going to set up and yeah. like learn the land and um, made our mistakes this year. Kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. It happens. Time to 50, 50. 50, 50. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but no, next year's going to be a- big year for us we're, we're looking in buying some new cameras and get some good 4k yeah. video quality and a new tripod and just kind of you know we want to give you guys the best videos to watch and that'll be awesome and, yeah looking forward to it that'll be awesome. yeah like you said you just gotta learn like for me with waterfowl hunting around minnesota i'd probably say this year we did the best we've ever done just because the years before we learn what time they're there part of the season like if i'm hunting a certain area in december like they aren't going to be there in september it just all varies on how you got to learn to hunt the land yeah well you know the person to talk to about waterfowl is the guy right here elliot yeah so this from north dakota so i grew up in well devil's lake north dakota okay yeah absolutely and uh that's where i was too and like that's kind of my was my passion before i came down here i mean we're kind of off the central flyway so you can't really get i mean there's some there's some weird migratory lines and there's some yeah. local goose that geese stay around here all year round there's a guy that keeps a pond heated in town and there's like four or five hundred geese that stay here all winter long it's oh yeah a little weird 
But uh, yeah, I've I haven't duck honestly I haven't shot a duck in probably two years. Oh wow! And uh, I usually go up my I have two older brothers that live up in the right on the North Dakota South Dakota border, and he they have some premium land up there. And I mean, you know how if you ever hunt in North Dakota, yeah, down that Central Flyway, it gets insane. Oh yeah, unbelievable! Um, it's so good, unbelievable hunting and. That, that was kind of my obsession growing up is waterfall hunting. I mean, we shot lots of ducks to put it <laughs> as simply as possible. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we've had some really great experiences. Um, so my, my brother has actually, well, shout out my brother watch on YouTube. It's weird, but he calls his YouTube channel spray plane. All right. Fair and enough. He, he fishes carp. He ice fishes video. Uh, he has a bunch There's of ice, ice fishing, fishing videos. Some good ice fishing and videos. he, you go back to November of 2013 and 14. Yeah. And that was probably the best duck hunt ever in my life. We had seven man limits in like 20 minutes, just mallards. Yeah. Like 49 birds on the ground. Yeah, that's awesome. It was absolutely insane. That's so great. Yeah, it was the best duck hunt I've ever had. I mean, I've had some good hunts, but it takes longer to set up my decoys than it does limit out. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Just North Dakota's wild. I mean, I try to make it up there twice a year, but this year I only made it up once, and we went up to around the Crosby area, and it was rowdy for snow geese because we went right after the big snowstorm up there, and they were like... The birds are moving like crazy. Yeah, and like the snows were just following the snow line, and we got where there was like no snow, and they were like they. What were they we, hitting like cornfields or wheat fields? They're hitting like wheat wheat yeah. fields. Yeah, yeah, because that's all they really. I think we only saw two cornfields up in Crosby. I mean, there was it was just all wheat, and they were just eating it up. I mean, we were probably right in the front edge of it, right in the front edge of the snow goose migration, maybe a little bit into it, but it was pretty rowdy. Like, we were we were hunting one property that was on the Canada border. Like you'd see you see the Canada, like how you can it's enter in, and like <laughs> like the barn across the. F- barbed wire fence was canada like it was it was rowdy and so how many guys you have i mean you must have had a crew then if you're so do something yeah we so what originally happened was we had six guys and four of them actually left because they wanted to go shoot mallards and we were like, well, I come up to North Dakota to hunt snows. So me and a buddy stayed up in there and met up with some locals up in Crosby. And they were like, yeah, like, come tag along with us. Like, it'll be a blast. And so they had, I think, I want to say five guys. And so we, like, set our spread together. We had, like, my buddy has 70 dozen socks and then the guys up in North Dakota had like 15 dozen full bodies so it was just a banger snow goose spread oh yeah those those socks are so nice if you got yeah. good wind that movement yeah. oh yeah and we had like we had some great wind we had snows coming from Canada and then we had a roost oh and they're just dumb yeah and we yeah, had a roost what, what they call juvies oh, yeah, yeah they everything yeah. coming off the hatch they're just retarded and they just want to come and they just come on down and oh yeah. man they probably were they just like banging in like just cupping in just committing hard oh yeah and the juvies are just like i mean the second day we were out there we shot 
70 and I'd probably say 65 of them were juvies, 60 of them were juvies. And then the first day we shot like 50 and I'd probably say 35 of them were juvies. Like they were just dumber than a box of rocks. Were you getting any blues in there at all or not? Yeah, we were getting, we were getting everything. The first day was actually mainly Rosses and the Rosses are so much fun to watch. Just maple leaf into the spread. Like, never had that experience. It's it's so it's so great. Minnesota bound. It's so much fun to like. I'll be I'll be up on the north like southern border of North Dakota, and then the northern border of South Dakota. I think I'm leaving next Thursday for snow geese, so it's gonna get it's gonna get rowdy. And Ooh, it'll I be... better see some Instagram pictures. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You guys videoing all your hunts? Yeah, you guys videoing at all? Uh, we have videoed our hunts like before, but this one we probably won't because we don't have a like a guy videotaping. Like I'll be taking photos and everything of the hunt, but we won't have an actual guy videotaping it. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be. Man. It'll when be you fun, get in the hunt like that, dude, it's so cool to watch later. Yeah, yeah. oh, 100%. That, that's our that's our favorite part about filming all this is we get to go back and like look at our mistakes, Re, relive like, it, re, like relive it, and be able to tell the story. Like we'll watch it four or five different times ourselves, and it's that's so cool about oh yeah, in your hunts. yeah, video hunts are the best because you can just watch them over and over again and just relive that moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another, like, I could still watch one of my first videos I ever posted and I'll still get hyped up and want to go Kyle and yeah it's just oh I no just doubt relive in those moments yeah it's just so much fun to see that and then even with just taking pictures too like for me I just love taking pictures of the moment and then I'm just like yeah like that was so cool to like yeah see and then that when you're bird telling your, yeah you telling your best friend about it yeah you're like oh yeah I remember this moment and yeah yeah I, I 100 agree with that and then like they get a like they'll post my pictures on Instagram of like them like doing whatever in the field and it's just like yeah it's like it's cool to see like be able to take those photos for them and be able to just live that like you're just having fun out here shooting shooting waterfall for sure yeah yeah i mean cow hunting cow hunting's the same way like it's just yeah fun that's to, my addiction that's that's my addiction. You guys got your waterfowl. Yeah. I'll stick to fur. You guys stick to feathers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, waterfowling is what I what I've lived off of, and I mean, and it's just you know, been... you're from Minnesota. Like you, yeah. your waterfowl are my coyotes. Like we yeah. don't get that waterfowl so much. Like we're West River. Yeah. Uh, up there, like the Missouri River, and we don't get this much of a migration near as much as like East River in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we like... don't have much of that, or even around here. Yeah, because you guys don't have like a ton of fields over that way. Because I feel like. Every time I've hunted South Dakota, I'm always hunting east of the river. I'm never really going west of it because it's yeah, just so like. Well, that's, there's a reason why you haven't came down here. They're, they're really, I don't think so, unless I'm mistaken and somebody corrects me on this podcast. Um, I don't. I don't think uh, we got too much as much here. Yeah. If you go East River, it sounds like everybody hunts them. Yeah. yeah. You see a couple of local birds, and like I said, that group of that, that group of Canadians that live around here and they literally live here all year round yeah. i don't think they leave but yeah like the geese down here like where i'm from like 
people go out of the way to get rid of them. And then down here, like, people like, think they're, mean, like... You mean up in North, in North Dakota? Dakota. Yeah. Okay. Down here, they, 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 they like them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, where I'm from, like... I'd go to a farmer's yard, scout in his field, North Dakota, and he'd give me like 250 rounds of shotgun, you know, like, <laughs> go mold now. <laughs> yeah, just go let them rip. <laughs> well, like back then when they were, they were so devastating to soybean crops. Yeah. The, the state and the DN or the game and fish actually allowed back then allowed like hum, like X amount of birds a day. And you could shoot like 10, 20 a day. Yeah. Like with an out of season. Oh yeah, I was talking. Yeah, you can mow them. I can mow them down in May and June. Like, yeah, it was just—it was insane because they just destroy crops up there, and that's why when people say don't shoot them down here, I'm like, what the? What are you <laughs> talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like I got a I got a farmer out in Minnesota that I was talking to last year. That it's probably the most hunted farm that I do. And he was talking about, yeah, just the springtime, it's a shit show with geese. I mean, they just tear everything up. Like, Well, they, they find a slough in the middle of the soybean field, and then they walk out of the slough, yeah. eat all your beans, and they walk back in at night, and they keep doing that for yeah. how long as you let them to. Yep. Oh, exactly. He's yeah. like, it's just it just turns to a shit show and like he'll go shoot them and he'll just be like, yeah, like he'll get the DNR permit or whatever you can. And then, yeah, it's just, just how she rolls, I guess. That's, but, yeah, they're a little, they're very, very reproductive species. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of them just like snow geese too, but they don't stick around. They, you know, they, they migrate pretty hard. So yeah, you'll have but like Canadians though. They, they like sticking around for a little bit. I mean, yeah, if there's if there's open water, they'll stay. Yep, yep. If there's not, uh, like they'll they'll go. But the snow is if there's snow, there is there's not a chance they're staying there. Like if you have snow, it's game over for snow geese, which is weird because it's you think like snow geese. Yeah, you I was think, just gonna say <laughs> as soon as as soon as that temp hits forty, they're freaking gone. Yeah, like, they 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 head south and they're gone. Like, yeah. They're, like they're not staying then, for too long. And then Canadians are the second, and then like mallards, like yeah. are the second to go. And then you get your locals that are last to go. They wait till the freaking ponds are completely frozen. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean in Minnesota we'll have geese sit on the river all year long, and I mean they aren't gonna move because they have open water, they have fields that they can feed in, and it's just there's no reason for them to leave if they can handle the cold. Like why not? Yeah, for sure. Like, I I agree. Yeah. So, but for snow geese, on the other hand, it's just funny how it's how they're called snow geese, but you won't see them oh, in the snow no. very often. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, yeah. For back to back to coyote hunting, though. Um, I mean, so the terrain out in South Dakota, it's more like cricks. Cricks and stuff rolling like hills. that. Rolling, rolling hills, you know, a lot of farm yeah. ground buttes. Yeah. I mean, and different than where I grew up. Yeah. It ain't flat. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So, Elliot, where'd you but grow up in? Where'd you get grow <laughs> up in North flat. Dakota again? <laughs> where'd you grow up in North Dakota? That was like. That was like. Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's way different than I can imagine for you. Uh, it's flat as hell up there, and then down here, I mean. I think I'm in the mountains when I first moved here. Man. I, like, I can't see a mile because there's a hill in the way. Like, back home, like, 
10 miles. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. I, oh, I, I mean, yeah, we're, we're only, yeah, we're only 30 miles from, uh, I don't know, we're probably 45 from the Niagara River. Okay. And we're probably 40 from Missouri. And we're pro- uh, probably a little further than that, 50. The Platte? The Platte's like 50? an hour away. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, Missouri River. I mean, we're kind of between the two big rivers. And then um, we got a bunch of little rivers. We got the Kippah River. We got the White River. That's 20 miles north and south. Like, yeah. we just got rivers. We call a lot of rivers. Um, a lot of pasture. Pile, pile of cricks. Lots of cricks. Like, it's just like, I mean, like, pastures with buttes in them. Yeah. With, like, tall grass that have cricks and, like, trees and bottoms. And, you know, that's probably where we, that's probably where we kind of um, point focus. the most. Yeah, yeah, focus the most. Yeah, absolutely. And Elliot, what would you say the biggest thing you've learned from coyote hunting this past year? <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> biggest thing I learned. Well, there's multiple, lots of things I learned from Kelly. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty avid in this now. I mean, I'm, I'm a little more learned up now than I was. Yeah. All at eight months ago. But uh, patience. I mean, I, I get. I get a little uneasy. Like I bow hunt, which is like counterproductive to like your mindset. Cause like you gotta be a super patient to bow hunt. Um, yeah. But at least I get to look at cameras and see what's coming in front of my stand versus I'm going to go to the set and sit here and don't know what the heck's going to happen. But we, we did a lot of patient sets and we like did like half hour sets and it actually worked out. Um, kills, kills a lot of cats on late sets. Long sets. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I, I, I'm obviously they call me 50, 50 for a reason. <laughs> my, my, my shooting definitely increased. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that's improved drastically this year. <laughs> um, I just wasn't used to the, it's kind of quick. I mean, when things happen fast, I mean, you gotta be just like, you can't have that take 10 breaths and wait 30 seconds and pull the trigger. It's more or less, you know, five seconds and, let it rip and i learned that but yeah and i and the amount of uh walking we do i mean i learned how you got to be in pretty good dang shape to walk so <laughs> it was a rough first like three weeks yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we walk a lot like we don't like we drive a lot but we walk even more i mean yeah we we, we do we park the pickup we make probably three sets off the pickup and then walk back i mean we don't like making ruckus i mean we, yeah I've seen I've seen lots of videos on YouTube and just personal experience on Kelly's behalf because I'm a little I'm obviously a beginner in this but making they can hear everything they and can you can blow a set real quick and smell right and then wind's obviously a huge factor when you're obviously making these sets and decisions where you're gonna go and it's uh yeah I've learned a lot I mean it it a lot of it relates to deer hunting on how you set up I mean obviously when you're sitting in the bow stand you sit in one spot. Versus, you know, bouncing around and hitting the countryside. But, like, the wind thing kind of came natural to me. Like, which way we should set up. You know, obviously, you want the wind in your face. Perfect world. Not too windy. You know, (laughs) things like that. Pretty common sense. Like, just things that are over, like, a lot of hunting, like, different kind of hunting. Like, whatever you're hunting, a lot of things overlap. And just, like, the whole general hunting common sense. Like, wind, topography, where I should go travel lanes how much you can see how much you can see yeah you're sitting down on a stand you don't want to have it so that you can see your cats from the 300 yards away but not at 200 right to 50 you want to be able to see them 
at that 100 yard range or whatever i mean that's obviously perfect world i mean we shot me the odys farther out than that but you yeah. get them within 100 yards you get really good video and that's kind of our goal at the end of the day is get good video and hopefully this next year we have an awesome successful year and hopefully with some new equipment we can improve some quality issues just some things yeah. and hopefully quantity comes along with quality next absolutely. year absolutely yep. yep. absolutely and what would you guys say like your closest encounter with a coyote would be like how <laughs> close was, uh, which, which, uh, oh shit i mean that was on uh what on with out in martin that, that was probably your the, clo- yeah. that's my closest your one closest but you've closest. had one probably yeah. run your ass over <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> probably probably uh, you want to tell them your closest one is probably from the one that we called in at the end of last time that was up north where it was up like 10 yards barking and growling at us yep and we can't see him he got like in a little like a, drain. a little pocket yeah and it was really tall grass him. and he was 10 yards at least like you heard him growling it's it's on film it's on youtube on dakota boys page yeah it's it it's pretty cool like i've never had one that close but i'm sure kelly has some different um one beginning of this year is that said that i was trying to get you to come but he didn't come and i went by myself <laughs> i was actually kind of scouting solo for Gary. yeah you a triple yeah uh, solo triple yeah this was oh, cool. that's awesome. so uh we're i was sitting on a fence line and this fence line you know, to my right, I'm sitting on the right fence line, and then to my left is like 10 yards away is the other fence. So like I'm sitting on two fences. Yeah. And I called in this coyote early in you the have set. Three damn bullets, dude. I, I had three bullets. <laughs> I, I, I'm literally wearing. Put a quad. Put a <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started. But anyway, I called in uh, this coyote early in the set. Shot him at like 10 yards to my left. Jeez. And then kept calling, and I ended up calling in three more and they came and followed the exact same one's footsteps and i couldn't see them until they were at 10 yards wow and so then i I dumped the second one and then the third or one of the three of the four or the third one of the four ran off to the side i'm like well 20 yards away i hope i don't miss because this is my last shell and i dumped it and the fourth one ran out there 100 yards and sat there and i could have easily shot him too but i was scouting for deer i, I was wearing a gray sweatshirt like <laughs> yeah. just like ellie, ellie you want to go to scout deer with me no nah, i better get this i better do my laundry or something <laughs> yeah. then kelly goes and kills a, a triple yeah you call me and put out the shot triple i was like Figures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it always that's usually goes. How that works. Yeah. A lot a lot of close encounters though. Yeah. You know, Possibly. I, I don't say one stands out more than the others because every single one feels the same as the, the last one because they're all just your yeah, general. Those close pumping. ones are just oh yeah. They kinda it's, have a little more when you can see their breath and you can count their whiskers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was pretty cool. I see now I want to go count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty that'd be pretty wild to experience. And and one thing we're gonna try doing more next year with these shotguns. Shotgun. Yeah, we oh, we're yeah. bad about carrying in a shotgun, which I would recommend because there's so many encounters that you would will use and, it. Killing a guy with a shotgun is just kind of badass. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. I ain't it's gonna lie. Cool. <laughs> it's just but, cool. Like we haven't we haven't done it yet per se. Like we'll get it so this year we didn't. Well, I have. Well, you have. Yeah. But not we this, this year. We, we didn't. Like done. never on video. We brought it. Yeah. Never on video. And then and like, I, I I missed that get, one. Yeah, you just get tired of uh, carrying an extra gun. That's the worst part. Well, that thing took oh, a yeah. wicked turn on us. We kept we had them perfect mm-hmm. on that one set. But, uh, 
Yeah. What kind of shot are you guys using for shotguns if you're going to go rip them with a... That's your Well, what I had, like, so I know Hardy came out with, like, Kyle, literally Kyle loads. Okay. But, like, me being a duck hunter, <laughs> I was uh, I was actually using three-and-a-half-inch double Bs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that'll kill something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no doubt. He's <laughs> like, I have a Brownie Maxis and yeah. three-and-a-half-inch, and I was like, well, I'm going to use these three and a half inch because that'll kill anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we were using. I think I actually had mixed double Bs and triple Bs, but yeah, yeah, it was. That's what we had with that day, and we let a couple go, but it was like those Yodis, they always want to circle downwind, and the ones that we thought were going to work out, like, didn't. And I took some crack shots and. But you know that happens in hunting, especially this. I learned that a lot this year. If you if you're a podcast listener right here and you look back into uh, next year and you watch our videos, we're definitely I'm calling it right now. We're gonna kill ten cows next year with shotgun oh, on film. I think so. All right. I think that'd be a great deal to have. I say I'm calling it right now. We're gonna do it. The video's gonna be badass. Yeah, it is. That so, would be sweet. That would be a sweet video. <laughs> Get them up close and tight, like. Stay yeah. tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, Elliot. So are you a part of the Dakota Boys then? I did get inducted into the That's Dakota awesome. Boys. That's all awesome. This year. So yeah. So who's yep. all who's all in the Dakota Boys with you guys? Well, see now I started this when I was a senior in high school. Okay. And, uh, so that was four, three years ago, three, three years, years ago, ago, four years ago. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. Anyway, yeah, started it. And all my friends, you know, they're, they're that college age or high school and a high school age. And they all, um, they all went to college or got a wife and got kids yeah. and, <laughs> and everything just came tough for them to be here as much, but they, they come home whenever they can and, and love having them come home with us. But yeah. right now I'd say it's mainly just, uh, Derek Stuckel and then, um, Elliot and I, and, you know, we're just, we're just kind of just go hunting whenever we can. And, and we try to get video and show you guys and do some cool editing. And yeah, I just, us three pretty much. Yeah. Oh, oh I well, and then, and then like, we also have guys that will like, that aren't from here that we'll go hunt with. Like I said, Jason earlier in Montana, we got Dyson. That's just West of us about three hours over in, uh, Bennett County area or whatever it is county is and um yeah we got people in Texas I'll go hunt with um Canada Canada got hookups in Canada Nevada Nevada Wyoming Wyoming yeah and etc so I mean it's just pretty much me Elliot Derek and then we do the majority of the hunting but yeah when Derek can tag along he will for sure yep yeah I hear you yeah that's awesome Guys, I mean, I love watching your guys' videos. Like once, I appreciate that. Once, once you followed me, and then I looked into your bio about Dakota Boys, and I'm like, I gotta watch this, and I, I couldn't stop watching. It was awesome. It was just great <laughs> film too. Like, oh, we appreciate it. Like I said, we're just trying to get the best video quality for other viewers, and just try to show other people, not necessarily how it's the right way, but it's how we do it, and it works. Perfectly fine. Freaking fun it is. It's fun. It's yeah. so fun. It is. I mean, if you see me smile on those videos, you can understand. Oh yeah. Enjoy <laughs> cheese now. Oh yeah. Um, just yeah, I'm ear to ear usually. Oh, uh, I, I can't. I can't even explain. 
Uh, if you guys go look on our Dakota Boys Instagram page, scroll down a little ways, and there will be a, a green uh, back screen. Uh, Elliot's first ever coyote he shot on video. It was like a headshot at like 150 oh, yeah. yards. Just awesome. Like Just domed like, him right in the face. Oh, the, oh, the steam one. Yeah, the steam, it, steam <laughs> yeah. came out. Oh, yeah. and it, was, it was so cool. It was a cool video. <laughs> that was Elliot's first ever kill shot. On uh, film. On film for the yeah. Dakota Boys. That's, That's awesome. Cool. That's so great. But I was pumped. Oh, I can imagine. Wow, that was that was cool. That'd be I mean shooting shooting green heads and stuff like that on film is just so fun to go watch. So Kyle, oh, yeah. it's like an, I can imagine it's the same exact thing. Like it's just best case scenario and yeah, it's just fun. It's all a lot of work, man. I mean, you're either I mean, yote hunting's walking, yeah, talking to people, finding land to hunt. I mean, the land to hunt with waterfalls the same way, but I mean, you got to get up early and you're yeah. setting decoys up at five, you know, four thirty-five in the morning, trying, and you're setting, you know, and it most hopefully most of the time it takes you longer to set up decoys than it does to hit what you want to get, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's usually how it goes, and you know, most cases, you know, and hopefully that's. Hopefully next week when you go up there, that's how your hunts go and stuff. That's, Ideally. I'm a little jealous that you get to do that, but I mean, <laughs> eventually when, hopefully when I have time to do these things, I'm going to do a lot more. Like I miss waterfall hunting a lot. So yeah, waterfall hunting, it's a good time, man. Like especially up in North Dakota. North Dakota is just if you're if you're looking to waterfall hunt, like it's just a mecca. Best state to hunt. Like you you cannot beat. You look down here like down in minnesota you'll look at a 1500 mallard feed and be like all right this is crazy like unbelievable and then you go up to oh, north yeah. and then you'll go up to north That's dakota and you'll see a 5000 feed and you'll be like eh, there's better fields like it's just rowdy yeah and and uh elliot stepped out for a second he had to go use the restroom but uh no i like i said don't have much of it around here but like, all of my friends like east river they're all like duck hunting's we need to get into and duck on this duck on that but don't get into duck hunting because it's so expensive oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's what i hear is it's just like getting into it so expensive but like everything you get into is expensive yeah i mean when it comes to uh, hunting you know if you get into archery hunting you know any anything hunting is just expensive in general like you're you're spending so much money even if it's just a bow you're buying if you want to go buy a nice bow like that's 900 bucks out of your pocket just for just for a bow yeah. and then you got to buy that hey, don't forget don't forget about the new range finder and yep. forget about yeah those binocs you know yeah yeah don't forget tree stand yeah. yeah don't forget about the the 30 cameras you need too <laughs> exactly <laughs> like i'm a 14 caliber. <laughs> yeah. like you want the you want the wireless ones where they can like send photos to your like like, spy point cameras. Yeah, like it's Ooh, just I, I have I have about ten spy point cameras and you know <laughs> I'm gonna say right now I don't know if I'm supposed to swear on here but oh yeah they are let a it go bitch they yeah. are a bitch to set up <laughs> once you can set up dude it's the nicest thing ever you don't have to worry about you know spooking your deer going in to go check your stuff or bumping anything so yeah. it works out at the end but gosh was it a bitch to set up yeah <laughs> like it's just expensive and like I mean every everything every type of hunting like it's money like you you're hunting, gonna, you're gonna fishing, spend a lot like hunting no fishing camping outdoors yeah. I mean it's the cheapest but most 
like it's definitely worth it. Like it's the cheapest fun. Yeah, there is. There's a lot more expensive things in the world, but yeah, and like you that, can... that you can't you can't you can't copy that feeling. Yeah, when you're doing what you like doing, you know? oh, there's nothing better than it. Yeah, and I mean, you can always spend more money. Like, if you're, especially with waterfall hunting, like, you can always have more decoys. Like, decoys are stupid. Yeah, like, stupid expensive. Yeah, you're, about you're spending oh $250 on a six pack of full bodies, and it's like, all right, like, wh- where does it come the line? Like, well, when you buy like a six pack of B2, <laughs> like full body Bigfoots, yeah, me. they're like $120 for six of them. You know, for like full body sponsors, oh, yeah. that, lucky duck, lucky duck. And then got? you buy like <laughs> you buy like Avion Mallard decoys, like yeah. full bodies. Like those aren't cheap either. Those are like a hundred bucks of six pack too. I mean, it's just... yeah. And that's the the nice thing is the silhouettes with dive bomb. Like mm-hmm. I've started probably the past two years. I've been using dive bomb, and like I mean, for like it's I want to say it's like. Three hundred fifty bucks for five yeah, dozen. I, yeah, I, that's not terrible actually. No, no. I don't care. That's sixty yeah. dollars for three hundred bucks. And that's so like it's half like price if you buy anything else for. Yeah, yeah I'll go it, buy my coyote call and I'll yeah. be out there hundred fifty hundred dollars <laughs> for the next two years. Yeah, like decoys just. I mean, it's just a pain in the ass. Just keeps on, keeps on bucking you for money and. For but sure, I mean, for got sure. it, especially with snow geese too. Like. Well, you need you, so dang many. You, you need so many snow goose decoys to like successful for sure. Kill yeah, geese, result. like I mean, you can run two hundred full bodies of snow geese, three hundred full bodies of snow geese, and kill a ton of them. But it's like three hundred fi- full bodies of snow geese is not cheap at all. Like. It's, and just go get some white grocery bags and some sticks. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I've been there and like, done that. It's like antelope hunt when they when they use the flag. Yeah. And they just literally throw a flag out. They take their game bag and start flapping. Yeah. Them. Hide behind horses. Ted Nugent was yeah, that Ted Nugent? No. Ted. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't Ted Nugent. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Bo, he's like the archer main dude. Like he's like big into bow hunting. Yeah. Anyway. That famous dude, he hit behind horses, which is awesome. Yeah, they don't oh, even yeah. move. Yeah, like yeah. the goats didn't even know they were there, and he shot him at like 80 yards with the bow, which is ridiculous for us. But yeah, he's like the bow god. So, oh yeah, yeah. like That's I like know cool chip shot. Man. It's crazy because like you'll have the same thing with like people jumping snow geese. They'll use like cow decoys, and it's just oh, yeah. like I it, seen. So th- this is weird. So this is when I was. At- Back in high school, I was a sophomore in high school, and I lived. In, I was living in Devil's Lake still, and I saw this odd, like a lot of odysseyers come there, and because it's a very easy state to waterfall on, and because yeah. you buy a license, you get two seven day periods. It is what yeah. it is. So I saw these guys. They had a giant mirror on wheels, <laughs> and they walked all the way across this field right at these geese, and they got within ten yards, and they popped up behind the mirror, and they pounded them yeah isn't that like ghost blinds 
Uh, these my guys, buddy, my buddy Windsor Barry. Had, yeah, I think that's what they're like called. Four, ghost four, they had like six guys walking in the line. They had a four foot mirror and wheels, and they walked right at these geese. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Like I've seen blinds like and, that. Like they're, they're like pop up blinds, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Mirrors. Yeah. I actually last year Windsor Barry and I shot two nice toms with their bows uh, with one of those mirror blinds. You know that they they reflect right yeah. down into the ground. And it's just like camouflage. Yeah. Like I lost it in the in the field. I was pulling the highway, and I was like, what are they doing? Because I couldn't tell if they're walking, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, like, them. I was like, those geese aren't moving. And they got, I mean, I guarantee they could have probably popped up and grabbed one. And they just all came behind the mirror and just ground pounded the hell out of them. I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just people adapting. I, I used to sneak geese when I was young, but I won't do that anymore. I won't sneak ducks. I won't sneak what? geese. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sit in the ground blind in the field. And- See, now you know what, though? <laughs> That's just how I feel about coyote hunting, though. You know how you're saying, like, you won't go ground pound and sneak up on mm-hmm. them? You know? That's how, like, around here, like, we have a problem around here with just, like, road people road driving hunting, around, driving around, shooting them, or just, like, driving yeah. and, and running them. And they educate them by doing that. And um, they and they also tear up the farmer's fields and oh, et cetera. Yeah. You know, if they get real, real into it, they, they'll go, they'll cut fences. Yeah. But, but anyway, that's kind of how I feel about like the coyote hunting is coyotes get educated around here because they're being chased. Every time they hear a vehicle, they're, they're gone. They're running because they've been chased. Yeah. And, and yeah, I guess that's kind of how I feel about the same way. Is like, and now I would just so much more rather just call them in. Like, it's like, that's how I'm saying between duck hunting when you guys are saying do the same thing is trick them. Yep. I'd rather trick them, get it on film so I can show everybody. Yeah. I'd rather sit in a coffin blind with, you know, a big thermos full of coffee. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I would rather walk a mile and, and call them in. And say, yeah. Right. That's exactly what. Yeah. Just so much like, you just get so much more of a thrill when they're like ducks or geese I mean, or coyotes, like you, when they're coming you can in. Like when there's like 30, 40 greenheads yeah. cupped in, yeah. coming in at 10, when they're 10 yards from you, and you're just like, mm. hmm. Yep, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, like it's the best feeling in the world. And that's uh-huh. definitely the same way I feel like for coyotes. Like if you get them to run across a whole field 500 yards, like I feel like just boom. Like, yep, dude, for sure. Like that'd be a lot of fun, and so, yeah. I mean, it's just the same way. Like I feel like hunting, just like no matter what you hunt, it all feels like it's all kind of the same gist. Like if you get a yeah, you're either, coyote, you're either a hunter or you're not. And yeah, a hunter you can so much so much of it is related to itself. It is. You can go from one species to another, and it feels. I mean, yeah, there's some differences, but it feels like yeah. It's not so different yeah. at the end of the day. It's yeah. it's I mean, really it's not because, I mean, if you're deer hunting and you're bow hunting, like, you're trying to get a deer within 20, 30 yards, and that's the same way for ducks. Like, you're trying to get them in close and trying to shoot them close, and you just get so excited. Oh, for sure. Like, you get a lot more bullets with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially especially with the snow geese. Like during the spring, you got the extension tube. Man, shit, man. shit! You can shoot twelve. You have st- another gun next to you. Let's get real here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like you, you can shoot twelve shotgun shells out of your gun because you got the extension barrel hanging off the end of it. Like, I did do it. 
Did they have a limit yet or no? Right now. No, it like spring snow no goose, you have no limit and you can use e callers like Oh, it's you can a, use that kind of calls? Oh my god, yeah. During yeah. spring season? You during the spring conservation, mm. you can use oh. e callers, you can use extensions on your gun. Like I have a I have an extension that can hold ten more shells than I originally can hold. So that's fourteen <laughs> shells for me. <laughs> I like, feel like my shoulder would be sore like when we're dove hunting. Well, yeah. And that's like, like, like at least three inch shells, I assume in, at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. Three inch, shooting fourteen rounds. You yeah, got at least three inch shot. double B. Like oh. you're rolling. Dude, yeah, you're sore. My shoulder is sore thinking about it, and it's I have hammered it at the end of that day. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you like the thing is too, like you're ripping through half a box of shells each time you shoot. Like, like if you're ripping fourteen shells every like round you're shooting, you're ripping through half a box. And so it doesn't take quick to go through a case. I'm loving this shit. Yeah. But, For sure, dude. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, it's my shoulder is sore just even like thinking about it, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I haven't snow geese hunting in like a long time, man, though. In all honesty. Yeah. And I think the last time I went was honestly when I was a junior in high school or senior. Last time I went. So, like, 30 years ago. Hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> like, 10-ish. Okay, 10-ish. Like what, how old are you anyway, 29? I'm, I'm 29 right now. He's yeah. 29. Yeah, Elliot, Elliot, he's 29. I'm 21. I'm fresh. Yeah. I'm fresh. Fresh, fresh out of the... Adult. Fresh adulting life and... and in uh, the real world yeah. and out of college and all yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, when you guys know that you're talking, just know that he's only 21 and he doesn't know he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I've, I've, in the last six years of me and Kyle hunting, I've learned a lot. And, you know, you learn from your mistakes, and that's how everybody else will learn, too, is, you know, you can watch every single YouTube video there is or yeah. every, every video Very there is. Thing is. You got to learn from your go, mistakes. Go buy a call, grab a buddy, get some rifles. You grab a buddy, grab a buddy. That's the best part about Kyle hunting is a camaraderie. Yeah. I, I mean, Ellie and I became best friends over this. I mean, yeah. Like, so, I mean, go ahead. Ellie. I mean, like, like Kelly and I talked about this earlier, but like the difference between like, I was, I am still an avid bull hunter. I love it. And I'm addicted to it. And I can't wait for the season. But when it, when it comes down to like, it, it, there's some gratification between when you're bow hunting and you, you do all these things by yourself. And this year we're going to change that. Hopefully Kelly films me. Yeah. We're going to diversify our, our uh, videos, hopefully a lot more this year with, hopefully we can get some turkeys on film. Hopefully we can get some application, some white tail, possibly muleys, some spot stock muleys. Hopefully we do some weird stuff. That'd be awesome. Like work and stuff like doing some at work stuff because like obviously we're not hunting and we're obviously we're, have day jobs yeah know, so. so like like during the summer we're balls to the wall like we're like, it's really really busy we with, work hard 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 for yeah. six months of the year and then the other six months we well i would say it's a it's like right. seven five you know you work hard seven months a year and five months yeah. at all but like I mean, that's what our job description is, is, you know, we don't have a life during the summer. And then during the winter, we got to do what we love and hunt. Yeah. And that's probably another good thing. So what 
what do we do as Dakota boys to make us not be just like mute during the during the summer is I think we're thinking about like you know I don't know what's your opinion on this as as a viewer um I think we should like put some of our applicator stuff through I'm thinking about like making some pictures and videos of us in our in our sprayers and all kinds yeah. of different kind of stuff you know well, you yeah. know keep your we got to keep, keep something going on there because your viewers yeah it's not, can't then, just be dormant for six months and yeah. then pop back on and you got to keep them looking at your page the whole time and then oh absolutely the more, the more stuff you post the more times people will share it and then maybe more people will join so yeah well that that's like kelly's idea of doing that like he's kind of the photographer videographer guy in this group and yeah i just sit there and pull a trigger and hopefully hit something i love but, it uh, <laughs> I do all the calling. Yeah, and all the calling too. But like I said, I'm just a trigger man. I like reading cats. That's my favorite yeah. thing is just reading their body language and just knowing what to that do. So like obviously like with duck hunting, you get tons of camaraderie. Like you're like you know what that's like. You obviously done it your whole yeah. life. I, I did it for a good portion of mine, and then like obviously I've been away from it for a while. Now if like met Kelly and we're going hunting, it's. It's kind of nice. It's refreshing to have that same kind of feeling again. And yeah, oh, a, absolutely. Like, bull hunting was cool because that's something I could do on my own. I didn't have to depend on anybody. And yeah, now that I have somebody that wants to go, literally 120 percent of the time, like he'll be like, "Let's go on." Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's just Switching so awesome. Arm. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a lot of it. How that conversation goes. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. but actually, I got a question for Elliot, you know, Elliot, what, what, like, like, I don't know, what am I to you when it comes to like this, Kyle, and like, what, like, what do you, like, and you know what I'm saying, you know, like, what is, what do you look for me, like, well, like, what do you see in me when you talk about, like, hunting, well, like, compared to what your other, other hunting buddies are like? Your academics on Kyle hunting subpar to any, like, you're beyond anybody I know. I don't know about that. I've learned, well, I, for my people I know, I don't know anybody that knows, like, the different seasons. Like, this pup, this version, that's the first time I ever heard that before. <laughs> so, learn that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I learned about, like, breeding season. I didn't even know when Kyle bred until this year. I didn't even know that was a thing. But it makes sense. I mean, just like any other mammal. I mean, yeah. It, you know, they, they, they have their seasons. And, like, deer, they get, you know, male deer get absolutely stupid when it comes to rut and they get, oh yeah it's super fun it's just crazy because yeah. you never know what's going to happen and same with just Kyle, like they're, they're paired up and the female will act just will follow that male follow anywhere male. anywhere and that male is so territorial oh man yeah so territorial. it'll come in trying to kill so that, everything that's it's been really, everything. really cool because like there's so similarities similarities in that and uh but yeah, like it's just nice to have that camaraderie again. Cause I've been ever since I moved down to winter. I moved here seven years ago now, and I dove hunted a lot, which we do a lot. We do, yeah. we do that shoot a, lot. a pile of doves every year. Yes, we do. And that was a kind of a nice refresher. Cause growing up, I never shot doves. That's and yeah. now morning dove is one of my favorite things to do we lim- yeah like we'll limit out in like, oh, yeah. like 20 minutes yeah it's we have there's some awesome land doing we'll, that. we'll shoot 30 doves in like 10 and if you never ate in one oh oh they're I so good it. They're Dude, the so dark good. meat so oh so good. so good oh like i there's not a better bird in my opinion i mean i've had 
every sort of grouse and pheasants. I don't know if I could beat them like there. I mean, there's probably things you can do, but like you can just go out and shoot 15 of them and have a nice little meal at home, and it's so good. Just put some bacon. Ugh. And they're easy to hunt. You sit like, oh, you, yeah. we sit you, grab, you grab a case of beer, you sit right next to Case you. of water, Kelly. No, water. Case of- <laughs> 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 so we literally we find a fence row with a tree, sit there in the shade, put our voodoos out, and yeah. we absolutely have a good time. Oh, you, you smashed <laughs> us. And then I, they're, I, I they're the dumbest, smartest birds I've ever hunted. And then <laughs> her. Trudy, yeah, we got our Trudy, our 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 yellow lab just sitting here. She's the greatest dog of all time. Yeah, she's, she's drooling because you're talking about doves right now. Yeah, dove hunting, but most of dove hunting because I'm not a big pheasant hunter. Um, around here, I mean, it's it. This is the pheasant capital. I'm honestly the nation. I would think. And I was talking about that earlier. Yeah, it, it, everything gets pounded. And nothing's wild. Yeah. So everything's pen raised and. I'll go walk, no, 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 not, not everything. everything. There's a, a lot of wild birds. Chunk. There's a lot of wild birds around here. But, it, but a lot of like your your bigger, I don't know, I don't want to call them out, but they're bigger cooperations. Um, well, they have pen races. They, they have, have to. So many there's, people on there. And, you know, they they all do them differently. Like they might release them like, so like a month before season, so they're at least a little wild. Yeah, but I'll, I'll walk with, like, only thing I'll hunt pheasant is state land. Yeah, I agree. Just I because, like, honestly, that. nobody really hits it because everybody has their food plots and private ground and whatever. Yeah, they're hunting. Yeah. It's fun, even if I don't see anything, I don't care. It's fun getting out and get some, you know, loosen up the I'll legs. And, have, and then most of the thing is, like, Trudy getting to work. That's my dog work is yeah. huge. Yeah. Mine. Yeah, oh, sorry, we're just rampaging off. Yeah, yeah, we no. are, yeah I'm sorry. I'm Absolutely. Right, we're the show right it took now. like three left turns and put in four wheel drive. Yeah, so you're like, this, is, this is supposed to be over coyote hunting, and here we are talking about dogs. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm down <laughs> for wherever this goes. Like, yeah. <laughs> This, it's just it's fun just to have you guys on. Podcast. Yeah, it's a hunting podcast, everybody. Hunting podcast. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> oh. needs to get out. There's tons of stuff you can do. Oh, everything. Yeah. everything. And the outdoors yeah. is better than anything. Like, oh. Like, oh yeah. Some people are addicted to drugs, and I'm addicted to hunting. Like, yeah, exactly. That's sorry. that's one way to put it. I, yeah. It is, it is. I, I, read, I read something on that. I was like, you know what? That's me. That's me. Yeah. Addicted to something better. Oh yeah. Uh, no. Nothing better. Absolutely. Nothing better. You can't beat. You can't beat in the outdoors. Like, it's no. just. No, there's nothing bad about. And hopefully, come September. Not September, October. When am I going to that deal? I don't know. I'm going in elk hunt. Oh, yep, yep. Idaho. October. I'm pretty sure in October. So. Idaho elk hunt. That'll be hopefully, wild. That'll be hopefully wild. Hopefully, it all oh. works out. Yeah. And and uh, hopefully, like, Kelly's trying to work it into a schedule and what have you. Yes, I'm, and I'm going to be coming film. That's kind of our plan originally right now. Yeah. So if you can come and film and, like, I'm going to bow hunt. And hopefully it all works out. This is the first time I've ever went elk hunting in my life. And I'm pretty stoked about it. Oh, I can imagine. And we're going to pack in and do the whole nine yards. We're going to do it. And dude, we got, we got to tell them about the Montana. I got it. Montana trip. Yeah. yeah. Let me know. What's the deal. Okay. Okay. So, so I was telling you earlier about my good buddy, Jason, Uh, Jason owns our leases, his hunting rights for, 
this nice land here in Montana and that we coyote hunt it. But also he drew a tag for his bow this year for an elk. And he's got some oh, giant, wow. giant elk on, on his land. Um, we found sheds on sheds. Um, we actually, yeah. uh, I went with him to go, you know, take pictures and video and then help him because he's by himself. And I'm like, you know, a lot of times when you have a bull elk coming in, you know, you want the guy with the collar back about a hundred yards. Yeah, I know. I know I was. And, uh, anyway, so we grinded the first day did not, we, we hiked. I think the first day was 13 miles. You know, we were in a high country, you know, pack backpacking, uh, glass and everywhere. It was so awesome of an experience. And um, ended up second day. We ended up calling in this giant. Uh, I would, I mean, not giant, giant like world record, but for us, I mean, it was in probably three, in that area. It was like a three fifty, yeah, probably three fifty class bull. And um, I sat back. We bugled him in from probably about a mile away. Like he just came in on a string, just this giant six by six. And I got it on film because I was sitting back oh, wow. about a hundred yards. Um, and then he was up thirty or up a hundred yards in front of me. And this bull elk comes up from me, a hundred and thirty yards away, straight thirty yards away from Jason. But he's downhill, and he came. The elk came on the wrong side of the cedar tree because he was <laughs> in on the right side of the cedar tree and yeah. it popped up over this hill 30 yards away on the left side of the of the cedar tree, right upwind. Yeah. Oh yeah. Winded us, turned around, Walked and away. got away. We never away. killed it. But it we stuck. did. We did find monster sheds. Um found like some giant six points. I found one that like it's I mean, I have pretty big hands and my arm my hand only fit like halfway around it. Jesus. And, and yeah, we and found we, six sheds. Oh yeah. And then we we glassed this probably 100, 190 inch mule deer. Oh my you know, god. I've probably never seen a person ever in its life and then it's just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That's and wild. That, was a, that was a cool experience. But the coolest part about all of that is, is that Elliot and I lived it. Um, we went down there and he has like the canvas tent set up with the wood stove. And, and it was cold outside and we slept in. And that was my, my first time ever. Like, I won't call it roughing it, but that like, was roughing I, it. we no cell phone service whatsoever. So like would, you couldn't call anybody and it was awesome. It was no cots, phone call. Wood stove. And I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was a good experience for me. Like Kelly's done it a few times and I did that. And we were, we, we got there at like two in the afternoon, the first day and we went out, smoked a Yodi and smoked a Badger. And that was our first night there. It was like, it's, it was it like was within an hour set. we had. yeah. Oh, and so, seen a Bobcat. And seen a Bobcat on our way back to camp. That was really cool. We ran and, across the road. I'm trying to yeah. say. We tried to hunt it the next morning, but no luck there. I mean, they're pretty elusive critters, but. But just camping out underneath the stars. You got your wood stove. You know, you're chopping wood. You're keeping it warm. You know, you yeah. wake up in the middle of the night. I mean, you're pooping outside. You're peeing outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I mean, mm-hmm. like we just mm-hmm. got there grill, grilling burgers off the fire. Yeah, and, like. You know, that like cool. that was just a cool experience. The next day, I woke up and went Kyle hunting, and Elliot okay. missed the quad. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. Not a double though. I had to say it. I had to say it. Not a double though. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad thing. You know how we this call it? This is a bad day. 
It was, I was two uh, for four, and that's when it started. That's when it started 50 50. nickname was that day. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to make this quick because, you know, we're kind of like blowing this podcast up right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blowing it up. Uh, we'll make it quick though. How this set went, it was like the second set in the morning after we just killed the, the, that big male. That big male that yeah. I said earlier that we had like a 45 minute, like, how yeah. And then the very next set, Right away in the set, called in this coyote early, early, like two minutes in the set. Elliot shot it. Mm. Ew, ew, killed him. Dumped him. Give me that one. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next set, or Nothing not the next. next, the very, then I started calling triple. Yeah. Then I kept calling after he shot that one. I kept calling. Called in this triple from like, I don't know, we've seen him come Half in. Mile away, at least. Uh, at least yeah. Three quarters, yeah. at least, when we first saw him, because i seen him way for you. And they, they came in and came up on top of the hill right where he shot the first one. There's two of them standing there, one down on the bottom at like 80 yards. Boom, shoots shoots the second one. And dropped then they it. Dropped it. And yeah. then the other one takes like two steps over to the side. Same exact shot, if not easier. <laughs> Standing there, he has less fur now than he did earlier. Yeah, but he didn't do it. <laughs> so he misses his coyote at 80 yards. And then the fourth one that was in the back, that's down in the up. bottom. No, he was still standing down there in the bottom. Oh, yeah, I think two 200 yards. Okay, South yeah. Dakota. Chip shot. Chip shot. It was two chip shot. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> chip shot. Anyway. He misses that cow shoot I right. Tickled, I tickled. He tickled. Him. Okay, he's tickled. Two he tickled two coyotes. coyotes too. On this <laughs> Actually, great. I saw the fur fly off his shoulder. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. He had the chance for a solo, solo quad, and he's oh, new to coyote. He he's new to coyote, and he has no idea how like rare, rare that, that is. is. Yeah, rare that is. Yeah. Everybody, people have done it. Don't get me wrong. Everybody gets their chances. Like not by that, chance, not that but quickly. it doesn't come often. Uh, no, nah. I probably will never have it again. But anyway, that's why he got the nickname Fifty Fifty. Gotta love it. <laughs> Sorry, we're ranting right now. <laughs> got to love it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, brother. I hear you on that. Yeah, dude. We're just here to have fun. Like. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Like it's no, it's no big deal at all. Um, but what are some things that like? you'd give to new coyote hunters like what are some things to help them out um you got that one earlier you want um, me to take that i can you, you well told being me a new coyote hunter myself i guess being as like you're new you're freshy you're I'm, new i am a super freshy at this i'm one year under my belt one season anywho yeah and, uh, <laughs> biggest thing is uh don't like do your research do your like, if you have people that you know that do it, like, call them, ask them questions. Don't sit out there and wrap the stresses for two hours, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes straight. Break break up your call sequences. Do some vocal. Pause it up. Like, depending on what time of the year it is, it, you just got to kind of choose your calls. You got to know what season it is for that coyote. I got to add to that, though. What? You know, there's some people that will just, like, they just want to play the rabbits. No, that's what I'm talking about. Don't, don't, don't bang out one call for 15, 20 minutes at a set and then leave. Like, Yeah. Always yeah. play the scenario. Play the scenario in your head. Like, you got to, like, how Kelly kind of talked about when I first started hunting. He's like, tell a story. 
Like, okay, so, what, are you, what are you gonna do? Like, so like when we usually start, you know, like we when do a start, vocal. It, it all depends on yeah. your topography, where you're at, and what time of day it is. What time of day it is, yeah. and what season you're calling. You know, but the the number one go to that works year round is you know you walk into a set. You sit down, you howl. I do a lone howl. Yeah, nothing might not respond. That just doesn't mean that there isn't a coyote there. It just means he wasn't responding. Um, but then after that, nothing responds. You know, you get do your lone howl, wait until about a minute. Do your howl, wait about 30 seconds, I mean, get to a minute. And then, then I go to like rabbit stress and I'll play it on low volume and I'll play it for a minute and then I'll pause for about 30 seconds and then I'll turn the volume up and then I'll start it again and I'll play that for about a minute, pause it for about 30 seconds and then I'll turn it up to not the loudest I'll go so on uh, it's like three quarter volume reason why the pauses and what have you is what Kelly taught me is uh, like curiosity kills coyotes like coyotes just like any dog in my opinion are they're curious critters they like to hear something they want to know what it is whether they like the sound or not and they're gonna try to find out what that sound is and like starting out with these sequences like Kelly's talking about right now it it like I don't know, like the way we did it, it just felt like you're telling a good story. Like, yeah. hey, what's going on? I'm here. Come talk to me. And then say, Hey, I have your rabbit. I'm eating it. Why don't you come get it from me? And, and like, they're so territorial yeah. that they'll they're like, yeah. All right, you know, I might be coming in for aggression, I might be coming in for hungry, or I might be coming in for curiosity, like yeah. what's going on over there, which we did kill a lot of and, coyotes. Right, and, and then, curiosity. Like just don't pound the sound. I mean, oh that's a good one. Don't pound the sound. Don't pound the sound. Don't pound yeah, the sound. Dude. I just came up with that. Yeah. Don't pound <laughs> the sound. Don't, don't abuse it. Keep them guessing. Like we did a lot of weird sounds this year that aren't critters for this area that worked. Yeah. Like, which is weird. Like we did like some woodpecker sounds that yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell? It, Why is this? You know, working? woodpecker works a lot though. A lot more than you think. <laughs> well, it's just a high pitched sound. And I think that but really like, triggers. But like, yeah. even like pig distress, yeah. calf distress, <laughs> deer distress, yeah. it's just random stuff. But most of the, your most go to is cotton tail, I would say. Why? That's anybody's. But yeah. I, honestly, I forgot what the original question was because I got so off. What? Uh, a new, oh, new cotton oh, hunters, okay. what do you do? So, okay. So, oh, wait, I got, I got finished what I was going to say about the, the set. So then you do your, your howls, do your rabbit distress, and and then at the end of the set, do never, never leave a set without playing a pup distress or anything. So your three steps are are your your howls, vocals, two, distress, three is territorial. Uh, pup distress is like you know you want to make it sound like Kyle is a uh, younger Kyle is getting beat up by an older Kyle, so that's gonna piss off your territorial Kyle that's listening to it. Yeah. And he'll come in and and you know that's that's your three step, I would say phase. Basic. Now does like the, basic that works all year round. Go ahead. Now does that? Ma- yeah, I was gonna say, does that matter what time of the year it is? No, nope. for- no, nope. dude, you could be in the summer and that and it, it, but it should work. I mean, it not say it works every time, but I mean yeah. that is a very common sequence we ran, and it's done us very well. I mean, we killed a lot of yotes off that. But the best time. The, the, the time that you're going to kill your vulnerable coyotes, your coyotes that are like, have been called in like probably five times and haven't been killed and they're real educated. Yeah. The best time to kill them is your coldest, worst weather behaving day you can possibly be out there. I've been out coyote hunting like negative 30 degree wind chill Jeez. and, and yeah. sub zero, sub zero degrees. And 
oh, the coyotes on rabbit distress, you know, because coyotes have to eat to stay warm. So when yeah. it's cold, like they need that energy. So they're desperate and they're going to come into about anything. They're going to come in hard and they're going to be hungry and looking for a meal. Yeah, so absolutely. So the call is the coldest days you can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more with you on that. I feel like every time I see coyotes ripping around out in fields, is it's just chilly and windy, and I don't know. For me, it's just really cold when I see them out there. Yeah, for sure. Like, for the times that I see them, I mean, I, mean, I see them. I start seeing them out in the spring, too, um, just looking for food back on our property which is over in minnesota like they'll start ripping around our field like looking for food mice and stuff like that and so i don't know what what would you say about that like during the spring like they're just looking for food for their pups and stuff like that or yeah i would do a lot Uh, my favorite sound to play in that time of year is like baby cottontail you know it's got like a nice like you know, you got baby cottontails around. So, like, another thing to think about is when you're when you're playing your distress is it's like, what do these coyotes in this area eat off? You know, if, yeah. if it's kind of more like rolling hills and like more like jackrabbit country, then you're playing your jackrabbit distress. If you're more of like in a woody kind of like. Uh, like treesy area you know that yeah not a bad idea to just throw out that woodpecker and then you're in your like brushy kind of stuff you know cottontail distress you know a lot of that i would say um but calling the spring uh like early coyotes you know a lot of vocals i would say you know um howls never hurt and then pup distresses the pup distress is probably a killer in the early season because at the same time, you know, it's that dispersal season. Those coyotes are kicking their pups out. And, yeah, those pups are not there. But still, they're going to take care of them when they can. And when you have a pup and its ass beat and it's crying for help, you know, you're going to have those territorial coyotes coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hear where you're coming from on that. I, definitely, but, uh, definitely a good call to throw out there. What would be your favorite call that you like to throw? Ooh, okay. Favorite call. You know, that like like my favorite sound, or are you talking about call overall, like electronic call? Like sound, I'd say. Sound. Okay. It's probably the pup distresses. You know, there's so many of them. Yeah. Uh, Fox Pro has, like, pup distress three, which is I'd probably killed more cows off that sound than any sound I ever have. Like, yeah. I, and then, like, I mean, Lucky Duck has like, like different kind of fights, okay, and like, like different pup distresses. But to me, I'd say I kill most of my coyotes off um, vocals, pup distresses, uh, coyote fights. Um, Cryptek is a good one for Lucky Duck. Um, yeah, Kai Kai is another one. But no, I would say mainly. Is, uh, they're really territorial. You get in their territory, you're going to piss them off, and they're going to come in mad. And I'd say that's their biggest advantage point, I'd say. Okay. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, pup distress, I feel like, is definitely just a good it's call. A you can yeah. play it any time of the year, and it'll work, and I would never leave a set without playing it. Okay. 
Yeah. That's, that's my, uh, what I've learned in the last six years. I'm not saying I'm no professional or anything, but I definitely have picked that up and I've done a lot of hunting and I am, that's what I figured out. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Like you live and you learn. Yeah. And if anybody else is listening to this right now and they want to correct me, come let me know because i just want to get better for myself too and i and if you have different tactics that work for yourself you know come on to our dakota boys page on instagram or on instagram and facebook and just come take a look and if you want to give us a message or even if you have questions you know i mean i i've done a lot of kyle Collin in the last six years and i've learned a lot hunted in a lot of states and you know if you have any questions our comments or anything just message us or follow us and we'll, we'll figure something out absolutely it's always best to learn from i mean you can learn from anyone like just trying different tactics and stuff like that like i'm always here i'm always open ears like if i can do something better with the podcast like let me know i mean i love sure. i love the For feedback sure. And, and you know what? You're doing an awesome job. You you got a good start to you. I mean, this is fun. And, yeah. you know, I hope everybody else that's listening to this right now is having fun, too. So um, this, is, this is something cool you got going on for you, man. Uh, I mean, I listened to your uh, guy from Alaska. I think he was from Alaska, right? And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was such a cool story about him, like, moose hunting and stuff like that. I mean... He's got some going. You got some going for you, dude, and it's it's cool. It's fun to listen to different people from around the world. Oh, absolutely! And, I, and I'm it's honored to be on here, and this is such a cool thing. And I'm glad to be a part of it. So, thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely, brother. I mean, it's just fun to talk to new people and just get new hunting experiences. Exactly. And exactly. Like, and share share your stories. And, yeah. And it's such a it's such a cool thing you got going, dude. Yeah, like I love I love hearing stories from people all across North America and everywhere else. Like, I mean, everyone's doing a different tactic. Like no matter what it is like coyote hunting exactly and it might not be the right way or the wrong way but it's their way and it works for them yeah absolutely like you might do something in south dakota that they'd never think to do in texas like it's just it's just the way how you do it and what you're doing it's just fun like just fun to hear their stories but yeah but yeah i mean i think i think that covers it all we had a we had a quite quite a long yeah, podcast yeah. and i loved sorry. it dude it was yeah, awesome sorry to all the viewers that listen to us <laughs> about for so long but i'm assuming that's why you're on this channel yeah so. exactly <laughs> like it was it was fun to have you guys on here and i mean we we kicked ass for this one i mean i loved it well, so it's fun it's so fun to talk to about this kind of stuff so yeah you know it, it, it blew by so oh yeah and i mean ideally we should do uh I might have to come out to South Dakota next winter or something and do like a live and do like a live one with just Dude, you and me. Uh, like yep, yep. We'll, that'd be we'll have the camera. We'll have all the camera stuff set up for you. Like you that'd be your microphones. We'll set up a podcast. I guarantee you we could talk for like another two more hours on this. Oh yeah. No, no doubt in my mind. We could definitely do that. So yeah, that's something to definitely think about. Like I'll come out there for a weekend, do a little cow hunting and like, we throw up a podcast and just film it all and it would just be a lot oh, of fun yes. for just, sure dude we're, a, we're always game 
but you know where you know where to get a hold of me. We'll get some set up. Absolutely, I'll show you coyote hunting, and someday I'm coming up there. Absolutely, duck hunting. I love it, dude. And if there's anything else you guys want to say to the viewers, like about your Instagram, Dakota Boys, and stuff like that, you let them know right now. And all I gotta say about it, guys, is that you know we're young. We're we're we mean we're on a low uh, income, and we're just <laughs> you know we're just we're out here just having fun, and you know yeah. we're grinding. We're trying to make videos for Yo, you guys and do something. Yeah, that's pretty much what I mean. Really? I mean, we're just kind of showing you guys how we have fun and like how passionate we are about this and and go give us a follow on our Dakota Boys page and and check it out and let us know what you guys think. Give us feedback. Let us know what we can do better about our videos, like what you don't like about our videos, like what we can do better and all, all that. Like we love feedback, okay? And any questions. Absolutely. I love it. So yeah. Definitely, we definitely got to make a plan for next next winter, and we'll figure something out along the lines. And so, it'll be right, it'll be good, fun. Dude. All right, brother. Well, thanks for jumping on, Elliot. I appreciate you hopping in as well, and it was hey, fun. Thanks for thanks for having me, man. That's cool. So yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks for having both of us, and and um, for us Dakota boys, we appreciate it, and we love talking about this stuff. So anytime you want to do a podcast, let us know. Absolutely. Thanks, boys. I'll catch you later then. All right. Thanks for having uh, us. See ya. Bye. And that finals things up. Uh, great talk with the Dakota boys today about predator hunting. And next week we're going to have a fishing episode uh, straight out of northern Minnesota. And I know everyone's itching to get out on the water. So this will be a fun one to listen to. Catch you guys later.